0: So, was uh, Ashley Babbitt a hero? So, Ashley Babbitt was the woman who was shot dead by, I think, the Secret Service agent on January 6, 2021, during the Capitol Hill riots. And if you think she was a hero, it's just all a matter of your perspective. So, if you believe in QAnon, then, uh, then you're very likely to think that she's a hero. If you believe the 2020 election was stolen, then you're very likely to believe that uh, she was a hero. Right? So, if she becomes the martyr for some kind of right-wing revolution that makes America and the world a better place then she was a hero. So, heroism is uh, not usually an objective thing. It's usually highly subjective. So, some of the nutters who set off the American Civil War, in in retrospect, uh, they may become to be seen as heroes if you think the American Civil War was a good thing because it ended, ended slavery. So, we, we have no idea what will happen. So, if the January 6 riots set off some kind of right wing revolution that ends up improving this country, then uh, the January 6 riots will be, come to be seen as, as a good thing. So, right now, I think the January 6 riots were a disaster. I don't think she was a hero. I think she was a silly woman who charged a law enforcement officer who had a gun drawn on her. Right? So, not a good idea to charge law enforcement officers who have a, a gun drawn on you. So it reminds me a bit of, of COVID, right? You may not be, believe in COVID. You may you know, be tired of COVID restrictions. You may not believe that the world revolves around the sun. You may not believe in the laws of gravity. And uh, you may not believe that a law enforcement officer who's got a gun drawn on you and is giving you instructions. You may not believe that that person needs to be obeyed. But uh, if you disregard reality, you're the one who's going to pay the price. Like reality just is. Like we have no idea what's going to happen with COVID. So I notice in many of the comments on my videos, people are very confident that this is the end of COVID. We have no idea. We could very well have a much more lethal strain of COVID sweep the world starting next week, all right? We have no idea if this is the end of COVID. We have no idea if Omicron will provide a substantial protection against uh, future variants of the coronavirus. We, we just don't know. So reality just is, the coronavirus just is, COVID just is. And whatever our emotions are or whatever our thoughts are, or whatever our opinions are, are really irrelevant compared to the force of, of this disease. So we have no idea what's coming next. We may well need more restrictions going forward, right? Uh, the, the first wave of the Spanish flu was not the most deadly one, right? It was uh, additional waves down the road. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt got, got played by Trump. So she was, she was credulous, all right? She believed in QAnon. Right? Someone who believes in QAnon could, can believe in absolutely anything, right? Can believe in a flat earth, uh, can believe the 2020 elections were stolen. Like, if you believe the 2020 elections were stolen, then Ashley Babbitt is going to be a hero to you. If you believe in QAnon, Ashley Babbitt's going to be a hero to you. If you believe that you know, Donald Trump is going to save us from satanic pedophiles, then Ashley Babbitt's going to be a hero. Now, I don't believe any of those things. So, to me, she was a, a, a silly woman who, who made a big mistake. And you, you, read, you read a little bit about her, and uh, it appears this wasn't her her first mistake. I mean, she made she made a lot of mistakes. She, she had a bankruptcy. She... Uh, she had a, you know, a long criminal record, all right? So this is a good article from the Associated Press. The first time Celeste Norris laid eyes on Ashley Babbitt. So how did Ashley become Babbitt, right? This is the story. The future insurrectionist had just rammed a vehicle three times with an SUV and was pounding on the window challenging her to a fight. This is not a normal woman. Right? Ashley Babbitt was not like a normal law-abiding uh, citizen. So, Celeste Norris says the blood between them began in 2017 when uh, Babbitt engaged in a months long extramarital affair with Norris's longtime live in boyfriend. When she learned of the relationship, Norris called Babbitt's husband and told him that she was cheating on him. So, Ashley Babbitt pulls up yelling and screaming, Norris said, about the July 29, 2016 road rage incident in Prince Frederick, Maryland. It took me a good 30 seconds to figure out who she was just all sorts of expletives telling me to get out of the car that she was going to beat my ass. All right, this is not a normal, healthy woman. So Babbitt was later charged with numerous misdemeanors. So the attack on Norris is an example of the erratic and often th- threatening behavior by Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by a police officer while at the vanguard of the January 6th riot at the US Capitol. So she was an Air Force veteran. She died while wearing a Trump campaign flag wrapped around her shoulders like a cape right so she was a complicated woman right? she, she became consumed by pro-Trump uh, conspiracy theories she posted all these angry screeds on uh, social media and she had this long history of making violent threats As someone who's making a lot of violent threats right, that's, that's not a well woman normally not, not a healthy thing to do so she, she was thirty-five. She was fatally shot while attempting to try, climb through a broken window at the U.S. Capitol. And uh, her husband said, "There's never been a person who actually ran across in a daily life that didn't love her." Well, yeah, that's obviously not true. So she, uh, she was a woman who made a lot of terrible decisions, and. Uh, and, you know, participating in January 6th riot was just one of them. But once you believe the 2020 elections were stolen, then participating in a riot like that makes sense because there are no moral restrictions on you once you believe that, uh, you know, that American democracy is being, being hijacked. So I think Trump bears some responsibility for the January 6th riot. So on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a nuclear war and, say, 5 being nine eleven, like I view the significance of the... January 6th riots as about a one. right? I view them as much le- less significant than the Black Lives Matter riots and uh, or the Antifa riots and the, the thousands of extra-dead Americans as a result of the Ferguson effect and Black Lives Matter and, uh, and Antifa. But on the other hand, I don't think it was nothing. I don't think it was a false flag operation. And I think the people who participated in it used really bad judgment. So right now I'm hanging out at Coogee Beach and... I uh, I was at Bondi Beach on Friday and I left my my $70 gimbal behind like after I took a swim in Bondi Beach I realized I was late so I got out of the ocean checked my phone it was 1:40 p.m. and I had a 2 p.m. appointment with a bloke who was about three kilometers away and so I rushed to take a shower and like I washed the sand off my gimbal and I put it down and I forgot it and left it there and when I came back about three hours later it was no longer there so I left a phone message with the North Bondi uh, life-saving club to see if anyone uh, turned it in. But I'm thinking of getting the $400 uh, DJI Creator Combo. So they have all these external audio options. So I guess the airport's uh, reasonably near here. I think it's 20 minutes away, so the plane's going over. Oh, so for the first time yesterday, I heard sirens, right? I've been in Australia for seven weeks, haven't heard any sirens, right? Not ambulances, not, not police. So yesterday around 3 p.m. I heard sirens for the first time. So apparently someone fell off the cliffs by the Coogee Beach. So I made a lot of videos walking by the Coogee Beach. Some man in his 20s either fell off the, the cliffs about uh, what uh, 15 meters, uh, about uh, 15 yards, uh, about 40 feet to his death, uh, someone either fell off the cliffs or jumped off the cliffs, but uh, first time I heard sirens so I heard like three different police sirens and an ambulance siren and uh, he fell about 40 feet to his death Went into a cardiac arrest and and died. So that's the one bit of uh, drama and excitement and sirens going off and police being caught into action that I, I've seen while while I'm in Australia, mate Okay, so I used to think that uh, Steve Saylor's comment section was like, you know, the smartest comment section around, but uh, now I'm realizing a lot of people who are drawn to dissident politics are also drawn to, like, dissident science and dissident uh, understandings of of history and all sorts of, like, wacky views. So Steve Saylor made a very reasonable blog post, right, about uh, January 6th, right, that uh, not... You know, not, not the biggest deal ever. Right? That, that was his point. But there are about 140 comments on this blog post. And uh, only one of them made the argument that the January 6th Capitol Hill riots were a bad idea. Like, I used to think Steve Saylor commenters were, you know, about the smartest people around. But uh, they the overwhelmingly didn't think that uh, January 6th was such a big deal. Shows me not so smart. She was a fine person. So this is what uh, C. C. Saylor says. Wake me when January 6th is over. The commemoration of the mostly peaceful protest of January 6th, 2021 is too important for just one day. We need Congress to declare a January 6th history month or maybe a January 6th history quarter that runs through March every year or perhaps channeling January 6th into any part of the calendar is a threat to our democracy. So we should have ongoing, never-ending, year-round blanket headline coverage like that of Emmett Till. Who, in case you missed it, is all over the news, 67 years after his tragic death. So we need blanket headline coverage of long-ago hair-touching incidents. So one good thing about being in Australia, like very little news coverage about Emmett Till, very little news coverage of anything like Emmett Till. So not constantly being bombarded with you know, Emmett Till news. So, tell me if you can, uh, can see this clearly. Oh, no, you're not going to see it clearly. All right, so, yeah, Steve Saylor's just making fun of, uh, of all the January 6th hysteria. Right-wing calls to celebrate January 6th anniversary. Just ongoing ongoing, you know, blanket coverage of uh, January 6th. It's like, you know, the worst thing ever. But then, okay, I thought that was, that was a pretty, you know, smart uh, Steve Saylor uh, comment, but then the comment section is is crazy. Like, Kyle Rittenhouse needs to go after some broadcast licenses. Steve, Steve Saylor moderates his comment section. Why on earth would he allow a comment like that? In an insurrection where nobody was armed, who said that America couldn't innovate. Well, we often make fun of the argument that, you know, an unarmed person was killed by the police. Unarmed people can do a lot of damage. Just because you don't have a gun, don't have a knife, doesn't mean you can't do a lot of harm. And then... Uh, Remember this when the leftists were chasing the politicians in halls? Yeah, in Wisconsin, exactly. So I would I would feel the exact same way about Ashley Babbitt if she was for Black Lives Matter or Antifa or for, for Trump and QAnon, right? Uh, just uh, you charge a law enforcement officer who's got a gun trained on you and you refuse to obey, then, yeah, you shouldn't be surprised that you get shot. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan to cheapen and punish white lives in per- perpetuity. No, it's... an it's an understandable reaction to a Capitol Hill riot, right? We haven't had a Capitol Hill riot like that before. It was not an insignificant event. The January 6th riots to me were a top 10 2021 event. Not as big a deal. I would say they were about one tenth, one twentieth as significant as Black Lives Matter or Antifa riots in the, the racial reckoning after George Floyd's death. So all three guys who... Killed that jogger, just got uh, life in prison. Yeah, don't take, uh, don't take law enforcement's job into your hands. Defund the police and prohibit the citizenry from doing anything to stop crime. Sit in your discomfort and watch sullenly, Kulaks. This is absurd, and this is like, you know, a hugely praised comment on Steve Saylor's website. January 6th mattered. It was significant. It's not the most significant thing ever. How about it had moderate significance? And it's not all part of the plan to prohibit the citizenry from doing anything to defend themselves. You can still legally own a weapon, buy a gun. You can get training in in how to appropriately defend yourself. You can join, you know, a a group, a neighborhood watch. Wake me when Steve says a name. Yeah, like Ashley Babbitt, that's the hero that we need to rally around. That's absurd. Like people who want to rally around Ashley Babbitt as a hero are you know, low IQ or just delusional. All right, here's a comment. A person can love the USA of many generations ago just like an elderly man can revere the memory of a wife who died decades before. The deceased beloved cannot be brought back. The USA now is a neurotic, drug-addicted, middle-aged tramp who wants to kill the old man for his insurance money. She has nothing in common with the beloved. No, America is not quite that bad. Right. in some ways we're far better off than the 1950s in other ways we are far worse off than the 1950s so the United States is improving in some ways getting worse in some ways right? it's not all over the insurrection is brought to us by the same gang that sold us the steel dossier yeah I think insurrection is a dramatic overstatement it was a riot it was, it was performance art and I would want them prosecuted like any other rioters like the Black Lives Matter rioters and the Antifa rioters. The insurrection is brought to us by the same gang who sold us on the scandemic. Okay, the, the quality of the Steve's comment comments section is either dramatically declined or I've dramatically changed. Like People who think that the COVID is a scam, a scandemic, are delusional. We're, we're coming up on nearly a million dead Americans due to COVID. Well, you can say F-COVID, right? But COVID is going to do its thing. You may say you don't believe in evolution. You don't believe in gravity. You don't believe the earth is round. You don't believe that the earth rotates around the sun. But that's, that's reality. And you can deny reality, but reality will exact its toll. Halsey English got COVID and beat it in one day. Well, good for him. Ashley Babbitt died while exercising her First Amendment rights as a U.S. citizen unarmed. She should not be so quickly forgotten. That's not an accurate description about what happened to Ashley Babbitt. She she participated in an illegal, illegal takeover of Capitol Hill and charged a law enforcement officer who was issuing her instructions and telling her to stay back. And then, I mean, the the, the quality of the comment section on Steve Saylor's side so it's gone way down the FBI can't track down which one of its informants or agents was behind the January 6th false flag up it wasn't a, a overwhelmingly a, a left wing or a false flag up so What's with the, you know, the lo- I think, here, here's what I think has happened. People realize that uh, they've been lied to about a lot of things, such as, like, I'm walking around the beach, and obviously, you know, different groups have different gifts. Like, who's more likely to wear a mask? Well, people in Northeast Asia, such as Japan, were wearing masks for influenza, like, long before COVID, right? Why do we have the cliche about Asian drivers being particularly careful drivers? because generally speaking, Northeast Asians seem to exercise greater care, greater diligence. Uh, They seem to be more cautious in their approach to life. And so obviously different groups have different propensities to wear masks. Different groups have different propensities to jaywalk. So I'm looking out at a street here, going past the Coogee beach, and who's more likely to jaywalk, men or women? Obviously men are. Men will step out, run across the street, and their wife or girlfriend will stay there you know, until she feels more safe. If Aussies don't feel the government is serving them, can they form a new one? No. But most Aussies do feel like the government is uh, serving them fairly well. So, you know, some groups have much more muscular definition. You know, some groups are much more assertive and aggressive. Like men, you know, commit approximately 10 times as many murders as women. Like there's just so much, you know, human biodiversity when, you, when you're in the city and, and to, you know, to think that, you know, all peoples just have exactly the same gifts is absurd. So people people realize that they've been lied to, right? And people realize they've been lied to that it's like racial discrimination that accounts for why, you know, different groups have different life results. Right? So they realize that they've been lied to in certain things. Uh, they realize they've been lied to that the, you know, constitution is you know, going to protect them. And then... People overreact. It's like when you grow up as a kid, you think everything, a normal kid, you think everything that your parents do is is the best. So if you just learn, if you're brought up to say brush your teeth two times a day, you know, then you think people who brush their teeth once a day or three times a day are wrong. If you're brought up that it's okay to eat breakfast, cereal at breakfast and dinner, but it's not okay to eat breakfast, cereal at lunch, then you're gonna think people who eat breakfast, cereal at lunch are just, you know, wrong. So Normally, we grow up and we think everything our family does is right. Then, typically, we go off to college and we start to think everything our family does is wrong. Right, And so it's like with, with dissidents. They discover all sorts of lies that have been pushed on them by the schools and by the news media and by, by the government and by our elites. And then they assume that everything that the schools and the media and the elites tell them is, is a lie. And it's like you can kind of see this evolution with uh, Godwood. All right, so you know, he used to accept what he was taught with with some questions, and then by about 2015, you now he realized he'd been lied to about all sorts of significant matters and and he had been. But then, you know, he then kept going and think, "Wow, if they they lied to me about you know, different groups having different gifts, then maybe they're lying to me about a whole bunch of other things." And so people get disillusioned with the lies, then they become distanced, and then they start automatically assume that elites are always lying, that the media is always lying, the politicians are always lying, and it's just not true. You know, then people become flat earthers and QAnon types, and uh, think that you know, Jews are responsible for every bad thing that happens in the world, or that you know, race explains you know, almost everything about people. And so it's just like going from one extreme to another. So yeah, we, we were lied to. Now, our parents lied to us about some things. Like our best friend, our spouse lies to us about some things. That doesn't mean you re- automatically reject your parents or reject your spouse or reject your friends or reject your relatives. That everybody lies. We just have to use good judgment, critical thinking and discernment. And so I notice all these people thinking, that, well, realizing that they'd been lied to by the schools and by the media and by the politicians, they then just take it way too far. You know, and they become QAnon types or flat earthers or, uh, you know, just reaching for conspiracy theories to try to explain the world around them. How do we even know what the unelected staph infection is doing? Ask the chat. So I made notes. You're lucky this live stream is going to be so rich. It's going to be so packed with comments. So what do you think? Is it the Steve Saylor's comment section has changed or I've changed? I think that's probably 50-50. I think I've changed. I've become more skeptical of dissidents. And I think people who become dissidents, then like most people take things too far and they start start dissenting on things where they have no rational empirical basis for, for dissenting. So you may be tired of COVID. We have no idea if this is the end of COVID. We have no idea if Omicron will provide us with significant protection going forward with the coronavirus. So just because you're tired of coronavirus restrictions or coronavirus news does not mean that they are unnecessary or that they are wrong. So your COVID fatigue does not mean that COVID is over or that we just have to, quote-unquote, live with it without taking any additional measures. So it's like saying Russia invaded our country or China invaded our country, now we just have to live with it. Germany invaded our country, now we just have to live with it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. This is the age of Aquarius, bro. Big cosmic stuff is happening. All right. The deadliest wave of COVID might start next week. Viruses don't only mutate to become less lethal; they can mutate to become more lethal. Eventually, eventually, but we don't know when. They will. Coronavirus will mutate to be less lethal. So reality is, COVID is. All right, it's not changed by your feelings. So you might feel that you're over the demands of your boss or you're over the demands of public health officials with regard to COVID or you're over your spouse's demands or your rabbi's demands. Well, if you want to maintain relations and you know, have a healthy, happy, good life, you need to take into consideration the, the wishes of other people, particularly those who have power over you, right? Your relationship with your boss is the most important relationship you have at work. Right? You may get along better with 50 other people at work, but it's your relationship uh, with your boss it's the most important relationship at work and so if your boss says something and gives you directions you, you can't ignore it but it uh, probably won't go well for you. Oh I heard a good comment from uh, in a 12-step meeting by a woman I had to quit Facebook I'm not a normal Facebook user it was like a vape pen I was going on there every 15 minutes so this is like adrenaline addiction and I've got I've suffered from this adrenaline addiction love excitement chasing adrenaline and adrenaline highs are really dangerous for addicts. So, you may not be a normal coffee user, you may not be a normal YouTube user, you may not be a normal uh, chocolate user, you may not be a normal, you know, porn user, you may not be a normal credit card user, right? Some people can't handle Facebook, some people can't handle YouTube, some people can't read a book without it, you know, driving them crazy, Alright, So. So uh, we have to recognize when, when we can't use something normally. For example, my father would say would never eat chocolate because for him it was easier to abstain than to be moderate. Oh, so I've been uh, staying in an apartment uh, building for the last few days, and occasionally you know, there's loud talk outside, but you never hear people like yelling, Shut up! Right? That kind of confrontational talk that you hear routinely in, in Los Angeles and other big cities. You know, shut up, you don't hear that so much. I, I don't think I've seen an angry person since I've been here. Oh, everybody waits in line here, so I think in some ways Australia's more egalitarian than America, so Australia's uh, cricket captain, Alan Border he'd wait in line for a taxi, so everybody waits in line, usually patiently, everybody queues up just like the English here. Oh, and uh, another example of Australia's egalitarianism is that you call the Prime Minister by his first name or a nickname. So. If, you're meeting Prime Minister Bob Hawke, it'd be like "g'day, Bob," or Scott Morrison at ScoMo, right? So, you would not call the American president by his first name. So, uh, Americans have, I think, more respect for for the presidency and for politicians and for people in power, and Australians are more Australians are more cheeky, more disrespectful, more egalitarian. Yeah, call the Prime Minister by his first name. Like, even Australia's cricket captain has to wait in line, right? Doesn't get special... Doesn't get special privileges. Oh, so I'm watching watching a sports doco on KO Sports. KO Sports is great. It's got a million subscribers here in Australia. Basically, all your live sports and sports documentary needs, like the ESPN 30 for 30, they're all on KO Sports, and it's... Uh, it's, it's like only $26 a month and, like, all your live sports streaming needs are met. So I was watching K O Sports, a, a cricket documentary, and, and, like, it had this, like, tagline on its cricket documentary, End Violence Against Women. Like, why not end violence against men? Why not end violence against Jews? Why not end violence against Muslims? Like, end violence against children? Like, why on earth would you have, like, a tagline, End Violence Against Women, in, in a cricket documentary? Like... Know, this Black Lives Matter stuff, this you know, end violence against women—it uh, just rubs me the wrong way. Like this special pleading, it just uh, goes against my Anglo heritage. So Kenneth Brown is doing this series Liars on the Right, and it's really bad. Like the, the ones on Edward Dutton and Richard Spencer, he, he does he does nothing to establish his case that these people are liars. So Richard Spencer is definitely a flawed human being, but uh, he's, not a, he's not a big liar. He's about as honest and transparent as you could expect a public figure to be. So uh, Kenneth Brown is becoming really good at uh, doing provocative titles for his streams, but the content frequently just does not live up to it. So his series Liars on the Right, uh, particularly the two episodes that i Caught on Edward Dalton, Richard Spencer are really weak. Yeah, he does do a Richard. He does do an excellent Richard Spencer impression. He does a lot of uh, good impressions. He is very smart, and he sometimes has uh, really sharp things to say. But there's just so much nonsense that uh, it's often you know too tiring to try to to sort through the the nonsense oh so if i you know disagree strenuously with someone i don't necessarily bring it up like with my friends like a lot of people i know are anti-vaccine or anti the covid vaccine i just don't bring it up with them so i'm surprised by how many people i know are anti the covid vaccine but i just don't bring it up so i believe in the traditional conception of marriage is between one man and one woman but you know, if I've got an acquaintance who thinks differently, I just don't bring it up. Uh, so, you know, I think adultery is a bad idea, but if I've got a friend who's an adulterer, you know, I don't bring it up. So I notice that on the one hand, there are people who think that if they believe something strongly, they've always got to bring it up with their friend who disagrees or acts differently. And I think that's a mistake. You, if you've got friends, you should just, you know, drop topics that are not a useful basis for conversation. And then on the other hand, people who are afraid to stand up for anything because they don't want to alienate their friends. And so they keep quiet about what they believe. So you don't have to bring it up to the people that you disagree with, but how about a middle ground? Like I want to get along with my friends. So I generally speaking don't bang on about topics that uh, we can't have a pleasant conversation about. On the other hand, I don't abstain from saying what I think on YouTube or on my blog. Now I still believe in the traditional conception of marriage. I still believe in COVID vaccines, but if I've got a friend who thinks differently, like Elliot Blatt, all right, Elliot Blatt and I, we disagree about all sorts of things and we have private conversations, we have public conversations. I don't bang on about the, you know, the topics where we passionately disagree because there's just, there's no point. I don't send him links. It's like, oh, Elliot, you need to see this link which shows that you're wrong about X, Y, Z. Now, I, I do that with virtually nobody. It's just, yeah, it's just not good etiquette. So, welcome to beautiful Kudji. I'm going for a swim, mate.